Today's episode is brought to you by Tor Johnson Records, whose newest release is the Fitness 7-inch by Northeast Regional. This release shows Northeast Regional leveling up from a solo project to a full-blown band, and Fitness benefits from writing as a group, as well as getting to play some live shows before recording. The songs on Fitness build on Lungfish's Less Is More songwriting approach, but increase the BPMs in lieu of hypnotic arpeggios. The three-guitar attack from Jeff Byers, Mike Morris, and James Dubeck echoes Rocket from the Crips heavy rock riffs, Party of Helicopters metallic leads, The Hive's hyperpunk energy, Miniger's sense of melody, and even elements of Danzig that all coalesce into a colossal wall of sound. Check out the first track, Agencies, on the Tor Johnson Bandcamp and pre-order the record now. The first 30 copies get an extra special gift. After that, head over to torjohnsonrecords.com and check out the thousands of records across all genres available in their web store. Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Edie Quinn, and we have a great show lined up for you today. Before we get started, though, I'd like to remind you that we have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash human machine. You can go there and sign up to get music sneak peeks, zines, comics, and so much more. There's something super exciting dropping there on February 1st, and for just $3, you can get to that before anyone else. Now, with that said, I'd like to play something for you. You're hearing Orko's Dream by Usurp Synapse, featuring my pal Don Kirkland on guitar. Stay tuned for the story behind this recording and more. It was probably Patience by Guns N' Roses because that was the first song I ever learned how to play on guitar. I, I back way back in middle school, uh, my friend, a friend of mine, Jeff Hemerick, who ended up like being the guy who taught me how to play guitar. That's when we were in sixth grade and it was the sixth grade talent show and he needed someone to play the rhythm part for, for Patience. And I, I went out and I I used to mow I used to mow lawns for everything. I had to mow lawns to buy like my first Nintendo and like all that stuff. And so I I went and I mowed as many lawns as I could to save up fifty bucks. And I went to the there was a flea market in Orlando where I grew up. I went to the flea market and I bought a, a, a thirty amp Gorilla Gorilla practice amp and a West and a West Tone Raider One guitar, both for fifty for fifty bucks. And that's <laughs> And that's that's what got me started on my journey. It was honestly, it was wanting, it was it was more of like a wanting to have friends. It was like, oh, I can have friends if I play guitar. If I play guitar, it's like people are interested in me. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Now, incidentally, is that that Gorilla amp? Is that the the badge that you took? that you put on all of your usurp amps like where you had that gorilla badge like faceplate yeah. thing that you would put on your yeah. amp so that, that was, was your the... your same from that same first gorilla so that was like your was that was that like out of sentimentality then or was it also just like well that'd be a funny thing to do because they don't make like gorilla 
you know, tube heads or whatever. Right, exactly. A little, yeah, just a little bit of both. I mean, it was hilarious, exactly like Gorilla was known for like cheapy little practice amps, beginner amps. And then, yeah, I'd stuck it on everything that, and not that anything I had was great back then, but I stuck it on everything else that was a step up from the Gorilla. Uh huh. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I can't believe that we got the uh, origin of that story out of the way within the first five minutes. But, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, it really, it really was kind of like it was, it was to, to be a part of something, you know? Because yeah, yeah, it, for sure. Yeah. And 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 it's like, wait, this is something like this is a talent that you know, if you work hard and you develop this talent, like people will want to include you in things. Yeah, for sure. Um, patience though. I would have never figured that one. Like I would have thought it would have been some, you know, really off the wall song, like, you know, uh, maybe like something, I don't know. I mean, I'm to say like early Genesis or something is like, that's reaching because, you know, like even people now don't necessarily get uh, into that. But like, um, it's, uh, my guesses would have been based on how I, I don't know if you're conscious of this or not, but I feel like a part of your playing is, 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 uh, is playing off of expectations, but like, flipping them or reversing them do you think that that's is that conscious or well that you know that that kind of came much later, later. you know like yeah like the begin like the beginning of music was you know i, I was a little metalhead, and the, you know and that was my first fr group of friends were like the metal kids and you know i think like you know playing guns and roses was like the most tame thing that we were like allowed to do in the sixth grade you oh, know sure. what i'm saying like you know we we couldn't go out there and like belt out deicide or anything like that but like because like that was back like that was back like when metal was still like it was right whenever it was like you know kind of hitting its apex and it was still kind of like scary for people you yeah, know the, what i mean the satanic panic thing it, yeah that yeah. was that was kind of that was still like kind of like coming to an end at that at that point you know like the mid the mid 90s early 90s like you know but uh later on yeah there's you know especially like with usurp you know there was it, it wasn't like a like a mandate for writing but there was definitely there was definitely a bit of like comedy for us to be like, yeah, let's try and like write these songs that you kind of think they're maybe they're going to go in this direction. And then we, you know, change it and go this direction and do this. And, and it was kind of funny. It was always kind of funny to us to, to like watch, like watch the audience try and participate in that you know and like see like their like body movements and jerking being like trying to kind of like follow the rhythm and like not being able to mm -hmm. you know you know so you know that that but that kind of that sort of ethos that that came about later and it was like i said most like most things with us it, it kind of came out of a a place of 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 comedy of of, of us just trying to make ah you know, which is the 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 most uh you know i guess like apt you know sort of like attribute to usurp <laughs> yeah yeah so when you were just starting like what kinds of bands 
were you playing in? Were you playing in metal bands? Like after you sort of got your, your feet wet, like, and were starting to like play, you know, with friends and stuff. Yeah, that's, you know, it's, it started off. It definitely started off with that. Like we, I was, yeah, I played, I played in a band called Deadfall. It was my very first band that I was in. And we played, we played Sepultura uh, covers and we had like four original songs <laughs> And, and, you know, and we, uh, it was, it's funny because like every, like there were a lot of people from the scene that like kind of all ended up, it was like a starter band for everyone. Cause like we went through like 10,000 vocalists and there was like a guy, one of the guys from dead guy was, you tried out for the band for a little bit. Wow. Another guy that, yeah, yeah. Like all these kind of like Florida, like Florida, like hardcore bands, like, you know, it would be, you know, there was like all these different people kind of like would come in and out of this band. And that, that led me to meeting, you know, others and like whoever I, who I would kind of, you know, tend to like form my, you know, real sort of like music relationships with like Florida was a weird scene growing up. Like it was real, real incestuous in that way where like everyone was like kind of all part of like different, like each other's bands and, mm-hmm. And yeah, different projects and stuff like that. And that's, but that's how, that's how I ended up meeting Travis, who I'd go on to, oh, you know, continue right with was, you know, that, that band, that band played our, sorry, it wasn't that band. It was a a band that I did with a couple guys from that band afterwards where we played this, this is like going up now into high school. And, And a lot of this stuff like revolved around playing like talent shows back then. Like that's like, how we all like got started before, like we started playing in clubs and everything. We were like, that's just what we did. We went and played in our school talent show. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 our band was playing in, in, a, you know, in one of the talent shows. And then this other band called top 40 UFOs was playing and they, we, you know, we all had fun together, you know, at, at this, you know, at this, at this talent show. And I ended up meeting Travis who was in that, but he was the drummer of that band. And then the very next day after we played, we played this show. And then the very next day I get, a, I don't even know how he got my phone number. Like he, cause he, Travis was like, I'm the, like the youngest one out of like those guys. Like they, like Travis was like two years older than me. So they were, you know, they were like almost the seniors and all that kind of stuff. And then they just called me out of the blue and they're like, we want you to play guitar in our band. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, I'll just go do that. Yeah. So, um, you know, you said, you said that like this was, Florida was like a really incestuous scene and like the, it's kind of seems like the strongest scenes are kind of always that way. Like, you know, like Richmond right. is like that a lot and you know, um, like New Jersey was like that around that time as well, you know, sure, like, yeah. um, but, um, like you didn't start until y'all left Florida. Now what, why, why Indiana? And like, because I didn't realize that you weren't on the first recording. So what's the story there with like, the band starts like just before you get in it or how, how did that happen? Yeah. And actually I am on that recording. Just, <laughs> oh, okay. just not, just not, just not playing guitar. Oh, okay. But, uh, but yes. Uh, so, well, Travis wanted to change after we graduated from school. Uh, he, 
you know, was kind of in this in-between area. He just really wanted to change. He's actually, he's originally from Indiana. Uh, so he had family that lived near Lafayette. Oh, okay. And, and so he, you know, he was the one who left first. Uh, I, I was actually in the middle of auditioning for the, this band called Drag Body. They were looking for a new guitar player. And so, like Travis had left, it had been it had been a couple months since he had left. I was working on I was working and kind of failing <laughs> at auditioning for this band, and uh, and he you know was kind of he was talking up Indiana a lot. He was like the music scene's really cool here. I've met like these really cool people. Uh, you know this is you know this is really great. He's like you should really come here. You should come here and check it out. You should come and check it out. Uh, and so I came to visit. And I, I saw, you know, Usurp had at that point in time, Usurp had just gotten together. Jo- Travis had met John. John and Travis, you know, started the band. They had this other guy from Florida, Dean, was playing guitar for them. And then Dustin Rennington, who was like a local musician guy in, in Lafayette, like he was playing bass for them. And they, and they, so I came up to visit. And I watched them play a show and I was, I was floored by what they had put together and it had only been a couple months. And so I was more than excited about, about that band. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I'm like, I don't want to just move to Indiana. I'm like, I want to move to Indiana and play guitar in that band if I'm going to move here. Yeah. And, And so it had just, it had happened that I guess it didn't work. Dean, wasn't very happy. He wasn't very happy. He, I think he missed Florida. You know, there was a lot of emotion there for him with that, with moving away so far away from his family. So, you know, I know that he wanted to move back. And so it was kind of, you know, serendipitous that I was like, well, great, I'll move, I'll move up and take over and he can, you know, and he can move back to Florida and be happy. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's how it started. So I actually, they were, when I first when I first moved to Indiana, you know they were recording the um, the Emotion Zero seven inch, and we went into the studio and I was I was there with them and I was you know just kind of helping out, and John blew his voice out I remember, and so we recorded they recorded the the all the music for it, and then a couple of days later. I had to record John's vocals and all the backup vocals, the backup screaming and stuff we did. We did that in the basement of like the squat house that we all lived in and uh, not Greenbush. This, this was before. That was a different place. Yeah. Different place. Yeah. Yeah. I I know we'll probably end up talking about Greenbush later, but like, yeah, no, this was before Greenbush. This was like a squat that like, there was like 10 of us living there. Uh, yeah, this place was, yeah, it was just hilarious. It was just like a bunch of us just like sleeping on the floor, sleeping on couches, sleep, you know, like I don't think anyone had like a designated room or anything. Like it, we were there for a little, like for a couple months. I don't remember. I don't remember being there for very long, but, but yeah. So in the basement, I recorded the vocals for that album on my four track in the basement of, of that house. And so 
I was in the backup vocal, so I was on. I was on the first album. i not playing guitar. <laughs> okay, and then and then so whoever just stitched it together was that Mike Dixon doing that at that time, or was that some someone else? Uh, no, it was, and I'm probably wrong about this, and I'm sorry if I am, but I, I believe it was uh, someone uh, connected to Emotion Zero, connected to them. That did like the, that was the did all the studio work. I cannot remember his name for the life of me, and I'm so sorry. Yeah, I mean it's uh, 25 years ago at this point, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately that does happen. Yeah, it's it's wild um, because you know <clears throat> we're talking about a period of time which is just like, I mean it must have just been a couple months before I met y'all because. I remember the first time that I met everyone was in the Greenbush house and yeah. y'all were putting together those paper bags for like you're getting ready to go on tour. Like and that was the right. first time. And um yeah, everything was like I mean, it's not what it is now, obviously, but you know, we'll get into that. But everything was like <clears throat> No, excuse me, like solid at that point. Like you all were all living there. I had come right. over and uh, watched y'all run through some new songs and stuff. And this was like, you know. For, was this whenever you were you were in John Q. Public? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, remember, I, I remember your band. Yeah. And, and um, like, I guess it's like. This was pretty much like the first screamo band that I ever heard of for, you know, for like using the terms that we'd use now, right? Right, right. And I was like, I saw y'all play and I was like, I have to do that. And then like I started hearing, you know, all those other bands like Crimson Curse was the biggest one, you know, first. Sure. Yeah, and I was like, course, I have yeah. to play in a band like that. And then, you know, we started Dance and Destroy and you know, all that, but like, um, it's wild how fast that seems to have happened. Like how all fast, all of that seemed to have happened. Um, and I mean, did it feel fast at the time? Was it, or was it just like, this is what, this is just like what we're doing. Like, did y'all have specific goals or was everybody just winging it? We, you know, I mean, there was definitely goals. Like we, uh, you know, for for however like level we could do it, like we were all super committed to playing music. Like we wanted to do that as a job. Like that's you know, we we were trying as hard as we could to make like to make that happen. And so like anything like in service of like being able to play more music, like that's what we tried to do. That's that's what you know. That's how Greenbush got started we were like well if we all if we all live together in the same house we can write more music and you know be more efficient with practicing and so you know that's you know we that's why we got that's where we found the house and we found the house we're like okay great there's a graveyard in the back and a strip mall on the other side of it and nothing on the other side this is great we can practice here all night long no one's gonna bother us we're not gonna bother anyone else and we can just do it was all in service of writing like at first like we we weren't even we didn't even consider like putting on shows there and having other bands come through. It was just, it was all just so we can just get ready for tour, 
write new records because that's because you're right because like the thing that was lightning fast was like you know you meet someone and be like oh let's do a split okay like we got to get this split done and we're going to do it and put it out you know we're going to try and get this thing out in six weeks so we can take it on the road with us and like yeah. that's you know so yeah that was like it was mainly like in service of like production like you know have it being able to like wildly you know you know, produce music at the rate that we did back then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and you could do that then. You could have a record in six weeks, like right. <laughs> not not like now, but um, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I remember like, you know, that first time coming over, and like y'all were just like, y'all were just speaking another language to each other, like, and it was you you both knew like between you and Travis like you both knew exactly what the other was saying and um yeah the way oh like the, you're talking about like, the way we write music yeah it like, was just like yeah. oh i'm going to i'm going to do like two clicks and then like and then you do the and then and it was just like this like i said you know it was like this other language that you two were all just like synced on and it, it, and I'll tell you, even even twenty something years later, we you know we just got out of the studio in Indianapolis just last weekend, and it was the exact same thing. Then it was, hey, I think we should change. We changed one of the songs that we were writing, you know, right before we were going to record it, and we're doing the exact same thing. We're going, oh yeah, just do like a reader, reader, reader. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. Like, did that is that still there? And it sounds like it is. That's um, that's amazing. Like, um, yeah, it's it, it's much it's much it is much different than what it used to be because we, you know, this with us, you know, you know, being back together now, we are so far away from each other. You know, John's in Chicago, I'm in Fort Wayne, Indiana, Antonio's in Indianapolis, and Travis is in Tampa, Florida, and so. We, you know, we're, we're, we can't write the, it is, there is a difference now because like we just don't have the proximity to write and play the way that we used to. Plus we all have wives. We all have, most of us have kids and, you know, careers and all that kind of stuff, all that good stuff. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, life is much fuller now than what it was back then when all we had to do was just deliver pizzas at Papa John's and play guitar. I mean, that's, yeah you know, yeah, but but yeah, but yeah, like the the core of like finishing. So like, you know, writing now is different. Like, you know, there was a there was a lot of like stuff that like never used to happen before. Where like, you know, two of us like that weren't like me and Travis would get together and play music. Like it, that was very rare back then. If it was like I would sit down with like Tony or someone and be like, okay, let's me and you write a song. It was it was always like. Travis and I would be like, okay, let's get the bones together first. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this, and then and then we bring everyone else in to be like, okay, what do you think of this? What do you like? What do you don't like? You know, you know, and start piecing it together. Where now it's like, you know, John and I were, you know, we'll get together and write an entire song to bring to everyone, you know, and then be like, and then from there, then the kind of like caveman noises editorial process can happen. Yeah, the tweaking and stuff. Yeah.
when you're saying Tony now, you're talking about Antonio. Um, and um, that was going to be one of my other questions is, is like, you know, uh, like now it's, now it's, you know, for people that don't know, and I'm sure like most people do, but anyway, it's, um, it's, you know, John Scott, it's uh, Don Kirkland, um, it's Antonio, and I am spacing on the last L- name there. Lario. Right, Larry. right. And then Travis. And um, Yes. And, like, originally... <laughs> that, no, last, no last name on Travis. He's infamous enough that people just know. Well, well okay, Travis Chance, but we know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so, like, there were... There were a couple other folks there in the band there towards the end, and like, um, you know, Brandon was like kind of Brandon was in the band for a long time, but kind of came in the middle or whatever. But Tony was kind of there for this from the start. What, um, did y'all get a hold of Tony when the reunion was happening, or was it just like everybody is aware that this wouldn't really be on Tony's radar, or like what was? What was the, what made it you for and, and that's the way it is. We did. Yeah, we did reach. It's true. We didn't like go all the way back to like every single past member. Yeah, you couldn't do that. (laughs) Yeah, but but like, yeah, it actually would take too long. But, uh, (laughs) but yeah, no, we, we did, we did reach out to Tony. I mean, because he definitely was a, you know, a core member of that band. You know, he did. He did a lot for that band and, you know, and, and fair play to him. He's in a good place and just didn't there. He doesn't need that in his life. He doesn't need to play music as far as, as far as we know, we kind of got back from him that he just wasn't, he wasn't interested in picking it back up with us, you know, and which is totally, you know, it's totally fine. No, like there was, there isn't like any hard feelings on that at all. It oh, was yeah, just I didn't. Simple. I didn't imagine that there were, I just, I was just curious how, you know, the, reformation came to be the way that it was and yeah so so we we did we did reach out to him but i mean really like the for the reformation you know it 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 came from antonio and travis and john and i you know we we have all over the last 20 you know years you know we've we've all you know stayed at least somewhat in contact with each other and then it was it really was it was after it was after Travis did his interview with Hal Capone for chopping it up hardcore that that like that interview really kind of stirred like our longing to want to be friends again, like real friends again, like and actually do this and play music and, you know, be with each other again. You know, it's and, you know, it was that really that interview really inspired us you know, to get back together. Yeah. So, cause I was going to, you know, ask like, um, in what, I guess 2019, 2020, somewhere around in there is when you had recorded under the name, the usurp synapse and you released that album, adult adoption. And like, I know right. that there was some contact between you and John at that point, just like not animosity, but there was just like, you know, some going back and forth, like, and I thought, did that initially sort of like get that conversation started at least between you and John or was it? Did... Go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, you were, you were going, 
going to answer that? Yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah, you know, it it definitely got a conversation going between us because I reached out to them to see, you know, the same thing. I was like, hey, I'm going to do this. It was more of like it was like I was just like telling them like I'm going to do this project. I'm like I'm on I'm on some you know midlife crisis shit. I want to do this. You know, I had, you know, it was that, that project came about from, I was going through some hard drives of mine and I found, you know, a file that had, you know, so many like parts that just never got used in USERP, you know, just ideas that were either like put aside for another day or stuff. I never even got the pitch for, you know, for songs and things like that. And I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm going to take this, I'm going to do, you know, you know, the usurp synapse was always our idea uh, for doing like weird little offshoots. Like we did like the pe- the penis and vagina record, and, uh-huh. uh, you know, and that, you know, it, it was like that band was allowed to be usurp without being usurp. Right. And so yes, you know, I, I made sure everyone was cool with it, but I was like, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to do this at that point in time. I was, you know, I was bored I was going, like I said, going through some midlife crisis shit. And I was like, instead of like buying a car or having an affair, I'm like, I'm going to put out a record. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I think that's more constructive ultimately. So thanks for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, I, you know, it's, it's, um, it's an interesting album. And, and, um, like, I don't mean that in a, in a pejorative way at all. I mean, like, I mean that in the highest compliment, honestly, because even if I don't like something, right. which I do like that, um, I think that interesting is better than something that is just candy to my ears, you know? Like, does that make oh, sense? I, I, pre- um, oh, I, re- I really appreciate that. Well, yeah. listen, like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I know it's, it's not, it's not something that everyone wanted. It's not like, oh my God, here's an, here's a surf album. But, it's, but I really just wanted, I just, I wanted to put some, I wanted people to hear, these these ideas because I thought that they were solid ideas, you know, and still like you know believed in them, and you know, and I was just looking to have some fun. You know, I just yeah. I needed I needed some fun, and that and that was a way for me to have some fun was to to put out a record <laughs> for sure. Um, so how did you how did you become hooked up with um, Cody Records? Was like I'm not familiar with that label. That must have been like an old friend. Is it someone that? you've known this for a long me. time or yeah it's all me oh it, okay it was, okay yep it's an old friend from a long time okay ago. okay yeah. i get it then because i thought like i thought that the band camp said like texas or something and and but you've moved around a lot so i don't you know i have i i lived in texas for a short while and i think i start i started my band camp I can't even remember the reason. I, I, I've, I've done little things here and there. I scored a, uh, a, a commercial for this fashion brand called Vera Bradley, like this like middle-aged woman's fashion brand. My, my wife at the time was a executive with them. And okay. so like, I, I, I did a, I did a, I wrote a score for one of their commercials and, and I had to like, Posted on Bandcamp first before like this producer needed it or something like that. So I, I remember I did something. It was there was some wackiness to why I needed to start up a Bandcamp. So yeah, I think I started <laughs> it up when I was when I was in Texas and then just never changed any of my information because yeah. I'm terrible. I'm terrible at this stuff. I'm not. I'm not great at it. No, I love the story that comes out of it actually. But um, yeah, that that is gonna lead into my next question, which is like. 
why did you take the album offline? Adult adoption, that is. Like I it, sold out. Oh, okay. So it was the pressing sold out, and then it was just like take it off Bandcamp. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> I mean, you can still find it online. Uh, I, I, I'm, I don't know if you want people to know where that is. You're not. It's not yeah. like hard to figure it out. But like, wh- why? Why like not just like let people find it and listen to it? Is is there like I'm not trying to say you should or shouldn't do that. I'm just like, is there a like, is there a part of this that's like the mystery or the hunt that you like, or is it sort of is it something to do with like some thoughts you have on streaming services or like what's the whole deal there? I wish I had a deeper meaning. I had a deeper explanation for that, but literally, it, all all that happened was I, I I put out the record. I pressed I pressed two hundred and fifty. I sold two hundred and fifty, and then that was it. And then that was I was done with that project. Okay, and you know, and just kind of like moved on to doing other things. And then that's kind of whenever we started talking about doing a reunion and getting back together and mm-hmm. you know so that that became my that became my focus and i let the the usurp you know go into the ether and be what it is for sure for sure um yeah that you know well like before we start talking about like you know old side things and everything like that um while we're talking about the reformation and stuff still um the the so- there's two things on the usurp bandcamp now and that's the um vile cantanima um with the re-recorded vocals what was the like what was the impetus for like sort of a partial re-recording there like how how did that conversation come about and like what were the decisions based on which parts would be redone and and what's going to be like left for the ages Mainly, what the, the big, the main decision was we wanted Antonio on the record. You know, that was you know we had recorded that right at the end of our career, and we didn't end in the best of terms with each other. You sure. know, it's you know it's it's you know things, friendships and relationships get messy, and it got messy for us for a while, and it didn't end that great for us. And you know that was. Yeah, that was something I we had always we had always intended for Antonio to be on that record, and and even in the first pass of vocals, it, it was John had to send it to me. He did, he had to do them separate, and he did them in Chicago and was really rushed and was wasn't really happy with what he sent me. And what he sent me was like it, the files were all jumbled, so I had to guess. Like I just basically got nothing like labeled like i was just given files of screaming and i had to get guess like what songs they went to how they were supposed to go how so i <laughs> you know so it was it was you know that the release was it was that first the first attempt at releasing that record was a mess anyway uh, just because of where we were in life you know at that point yeah. travis and i were tr- we were trying to do facts arcana we were moving and moved to baltimore we had moved to baltimore we, you know we you know we you know kind of had usurp in the the back the back mirror and 
you know, and so that, you know, the, it just didn't get that release never got the love that it deserved. And so that was part of this was like, we want Antonio on the record. We need to actually give it the love that it deserves because it's a good record. It, you know, there's songs are some of my favorite songs that we ever wrote. And, and yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right? Yeah. 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 I didn't know. I didn't realize that that had happened where it was um, a case of Antonio not even being on the original um, recording. So that actually makes a lot more sense. And then, yeah, I've, um, even in this day and age when a lot of uh, those hassles um, are alleviated by like your, your digital audio workspaces, like having sort of like you being able to like lock in like details that make, putting random vocals into spots like more um, easy. Uh, I've still been in the case where it's just like, I don't, I do not fucking know if this is how this is supposed to go. And, um, and you're just get, you're just like, okay, I think I, I kind of see like a rhythm happening right here that matches the way the drums go in this one song. So I think that's what's going on there. Um, But yeah, that's, that's, that's really interesting that turned out that way. Um, and like, it's awesome that it got to have its, um, proper release and everything. Um, yeah, yeah. We were really happy with it too. The other song that's on there is, and, and I didn't, I didn't even know this one existed. Guitar Goyles just want to have fun. What is, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> is that just you? Cause it says like it's recorded by you, but it doesn't, there's no personnel or like, it's hard to figure yeah. out what that song is exactly. Yeah, no, that's, that's us. That's, and that's, okay. that's us. And, that, and that's also like indicative, that's indicative of where we're going as, as a band. That is, that is a new usurp synapse song. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, that that we we recorded, we just recorded it remotely, and that's you know everyone everyone recorded their parts and sent it to me for me to mix, and then we had Josh Bonatti master it for us, and and we put out the single for it. It, it it'll be it 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 is in in step with all the the new material that that we have coming out. Okay, yeah, I mean it didn't it wasn't a leap in any. Uh, sense like to go from vile contamina to that so it's like i didn't mean anything by by that it's just like there was no no, no, no. yeah there was no details and i and i was like how did i not know that this song existed i was very i was just like confused um and that's on me yeah but um there was no no it's great but it's there's yeah there's (laughs) there's so much that we had to consider with like writing like writing the you know songs like this like you know where we're, like where we're going writing wise because like we are older and we just also cannot play the way that we used to play you know what i'm saying yeah 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 well i mean my body is a machine and it is not fine-tuned at all, and it is not well-oiled, <laughs> but it is still good for a good 20 minutes of punishment. Um, right, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, yeah, no, I like, uh, I mean, I'm, like, I'm, I'm real excited to see, like, where something like that goes in a body of songs that are similar and, you know, and everything like that. And, um, yeah, it's, 
it's it definitely is like you know listening to a lot of your discography today just like getting just getting my bearings with a, bu- a bunch of it again sure. I, 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 w- I was really like wow I miss being in a room and just coming up with stuff with a bunch of random people not random like as in I don't know no, them I, I know you know what I mean yeah. but like with all your projects you know you went you had so many co-collaborators and stuff although like there was you know obviously a lot of the times there was Travis and then you know sometimes there was varying other members of user involved in the different ones but like um yeah but everyone but everyone was important and you know and even like you said the co-collaborators coming from like outside like mike dixon and things like that yeah these these people were all like incredibly important to our writing and it it, it, we, we tend to i think gravitate towards a lot of people that are like great with like improv and like people like Mike Dixon and Josh Bonatti and, you know, Tony and, you know, the, the, all these guys were great with like improving on the spot. And, and that, that, you know, that's how so many of our projects, like even like outside of usurp, like so many of those projects is like, yeah, like you're saying, like being in a room with your buds, and you're like, man, we just, I really want to do a band like this. And then like, you know, you, someone starts playing something on guitar and then the next thing you know, you have a song and yeah. there's no, there's no greater feeling than that. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it just, when it just comes out of thin air, you know, you're like, Oh, this is, this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's really, yeah. I mean, like a lot, like, I mean, I, I I pretty much haven't written a song like that in you know I don't I don't even know how long you know but um right there there is a there is still a lot of uh, variance in the way that I write songs because like I'll get songs that are just drums with no guitars so that makes me right. use a different part of my brain you know which is a little more uh, Im- improvisational like I um I I, I, I what I do in those cases is uh, I don't know if this is uh, pertinent to like how you know any of your newer songs have come together but i i do like maybe a 50 50 where i let the drums take me by the leash and just show me where to go and then i fight it the other 50 percent so i can have a balance of like well this feels like this is what should happen but i shouldn't let it just happen because i you know i don't know if that makes sense but, um, oh no, it does. It, no, it totally does. And also, like I, I'm, I am a hundred percent that way. Like I need, I need the drums first. That's always how I am with with writing. Like I need to have the drums first to allow me to like find where I'm going when it comes to like playing guitar. You know, and so yeah, like I, I definitely that's that you know I definitely need that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like you know we were we we only just like sort of you know touched on the idea of some of these other projects but there were a lot and um like you know you mentioned Fax Arcana and that was like towards the end and that was that was um I guess that was sort of like a time where you know some other folks were also doing something similar which was a sort of not 
not like necessarily saying, hey, we're done with Screamo, but where you're like pivoting away a little bit and just oh, do- yeah. there was def- there was definitely like a po- like a an era of like posts, whatever, like yeah. post Screamo. Post- like Panthers post- is, you know, the other example. Yeah, my, yeah, my, my lady, you know, uh-huh. it was the same the same way. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, un- unfortunately, like that band for us, like it, it was, it, it wasn't, the thing is, is like, it, it was, it wasn't like a, a, like a conscious, like turning of the back on like that scene or because we still tried to play in that. We tried to be a part of that scene and mm-hmm. we, 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 we were wholesale rejected. I mean, that, that, that band, we, I, I honestly, I always say that like, I, I we worked the hardest in Faxarkana in any other band that we'd ever been in. Like we worked so hard and we t- like, all we did was like play, sh- we played shows like up and down the coast, you know, co- for over like a year and a half, just constantly trying, 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 trying. And just it, people were not into it at all. That, that, that was one of the, that was just one of those projects that everyone was like, no, thank you to this. Like, just give us usurp and that's all we want. <laughs> yeah. That's weird too. Because like, I, like, you know, the obvious difference would be the vocals, you know, that's, that's the most obvious yeah. difference. Musically, I still I can still tell that's you on guitar. Specifically, it, it, there I can't remember the name of the song, but it was like you know I was listening to the stuff on YouTube, and it was kind of like the second suggestion, and I was like, no, this is definitely Don. Like you can hear that. There's there's a sort of like the panic chord ish like mm-hmm. noodling that's happening, you know, and I'm like, no, this is still it, it, this was a way that. It was like you were bridging a, a gap of a sorts, but um, but yeah. The- well, so so much, so much of like, like you, like the bands that like Travis and I do, you know, they're always there's there's always an inspiration from someone else, but it's like our thing is like inspiration, but weird. So mm-hmm. like even like even Usurp, like Usurp was like, man, I really wish we could like be in a band like Inhumanity, but weird. You know, Fax mm-hmm. Arcana was a Fax Arcana came from like our love of van, bands like VSS and things like that. And we were like, you know, I we'd love to lean into that style of music, but weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember that, that was, you know, that that was where I heard of VSS from was y'all. Y'all were like all about that band. Yeah, um, yeah we were. Yeah, we were. Obsessed. Um, 
the, the uh, some of the other projects that you did. Now, one this is one that I never heard of this before today. Uh, the Greater Mind of Teddy Duchamp, and <laughs> this is like what I where I was going with that. Where I'm like, you you seem to like push against expectations because like this the now I don't know how all the songs were recorded initially. It seems like there was. Like I, I'm just getting this information like 25 years late and and right, from yeah. sources that might not even be right. It seems like these songs were recorded in different uh, stages or whatever. But the first song that's on this sort of like collection or whatever that I found on YouTube is like, I mean, like I was like this. It starts out with like this clean guitar, and I was like, "Where's this band been li- miss like?" Where's this band been the last 25 years of my life? Like, I'm fucking ready for this, right? <clears throat> and then, like, that does not last at all. It gets weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's still great, you know? But, it, like, it gets super weird. And then <clears throat> and then y'all do some stuff on there, which is, like, I don't even know if this is on purpose or if it's kind of, like, just where we were at with understanding technology and the way to do things like at that time but there's parts on there where it's like uh, the vocals like get in this deep growl and i don't know if it was like an accident but it's just like the vocals become like not like it it the way i'm it doesn't it doesn't make it so i i'm 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 with you it doesn't make any sense uh that band never made any sense at all. Right. But I, I I love it. I mean that 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 was the band that w- that we did before Usurp. That, oh, that, that was, was before Usurp. Okay. Oh yeah, that that was a long time ago. That was kind of Orlando weird band. That was us. That was us trying to, you know, we were like a part of like the hardcore scene in Orlando. But it was like again, it was like, well, where do we fit in? With like you know reverse you know next to reversal of man and Palatka and Carlisle and end of the century party and like all these like all these bands and we're like we want to be a part of this but we don't want to be those bands we want to be our own thing so yeah. we, again we were like let's like this was us like getting into hard that that band Teddy the greater mind of Teddy Duchamp was us getting into hardcore but weird like yeah. that's that's what we wanted to do yeah. See, the thing is, like, the thing about that I was trying to get to about the vocals, which is, like, it's it's super. I'll I'll tell you uh, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why the vocals sound the way they do in a second. It it was just super interesting because, like, there was something that happens when some of the deep the deep growls come on where it's like not in a it's like it sounds blown out, but not in a. And there's this weird thing where it's like, it's almost like the way the vocals take over and overpower everything else, it's almost like the vocals become like a noise part in the middle of the song. It was this really weird and unique thing. And I, and I, I was like, if you tried to do this on purpose, I doubt you could. But like, do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, was that? Yeah, no, no, exactly. And it, it, it was just, it was, we were all 
uh, you know, 16, 17 year olds and we were experimenting and we were dumb and we had, we, we, you know, we recorded in this punk rock studio that, you know, they, they didn't, they weren't interested in being like, Hey guys, you know, this idea that you have is really stupid, but like they let us, they, they, they let us, they let us, they let us hang a mic from the ceiling in the center in the center of the room and every song we ran in a circle screaming around the microphone. Okay. <laughs> until we got until we basically got sick and fell down. And so that's that's why it sounds like that because we were just idiots and running in a circle just going <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, uh, it's like uh, I don't, I don't know how else I would have worked though. I mean, like you know, it's you, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? You know what I mean? Like right. you, you, yeah. you're like, wow, that was a terrible idea. But it's like you, it, one of a kind results. You know what I mean? Like and, exactly, yeah, exactly. And that's you know, that's like another. That's another thing that I always wonder as well. Like, you know, I remember, um, you know, to no to nobody's fault. Like, uh, you know, but I but I remember that y- you all would would not be that it stoked on a lot of the usurp recordings. Like a little bit removed from them, right? Because like, oh, sure, it's yeah. like where were we at at the time? You know what I mean? Like, you mentioned like to Teddy Duchamp thing is like somebody who has no, um, they have no, um, like reference for what you're trying to do. So it's just like, well, I'm going to hit record and then whatever happens happens. And then exactly in a lot of usurps cases, it's like people that didn't have like, you know, we didn't have equipment like we have now we had four tracks or whatever, you know, we could get our hands on or else you're going to pay, a lot of money to somebody to record right. like a minute and a half worth of songs or whatever, you know, whatever you're trying to do. Right. So like, right. And, <clears throat> and when we, tr- and when we tried the, like the first, like those first couple records that we did, you know, we went to a proper studio with a proper engineer and it, it it's no fault of theirs, but like you said, like they're used to, used to very like specific, you know, like, it's you know path of recording and whenever we come in and we're like no like we don't turn down our like we need this feedback this feedback is like part of the songs and Mm -hmm. you know we you know and engineers is you know one don't want to hear that and two like they had no idea what to do they're like well you're just going to break my equipment you can't do that and so there was always a pull of 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 like how how we were always like say wondering like how do we capture like how we sound well and or like how we sound at practice recorded and yeah. we, we never really we never really could you know yeah we we got we got close we got close when we started working pretty much exclusively with dixon and you because know, then that way we were able to experiment and we were able to kind of like record in ways and, you know, do things that, 
that you know we wouldn't have the money to do in a real studio. We wouldn't have time. We wouldn't have the time to do it. We wouldn't have you know someone like Mike with the patience to let us like you know record you know you know record all together in the basement and then like try and mix it to sound good. You know, like that was the thing. It was like we were you know we. We were also particular about the way we recorded. We didn't want to record separate. We didn't want to be like, okay, we're all in isolation booths and we're doing this. Like we're like, we we were very much like, no, we want to capture like the live experience. But we didn't know how to do that. That was that was where the downfall was. Was we you know we kind of like we had a plan of what we wanted to do, but we didn't have. The you know we either we didn't have the knowledge the experience to make it happen and then two we didn't have the money to hire someone that did have the knowledge to make yeah. that happen yeah so the recording you did last weekend is that live or was that uh, this it was it was live uh, is a little bit more but it was a bit more of a traditional you know studio setup like now you know it's not. We don't have the same sort of uh, uh, requirements as we did back then. Yeah. So, uh, so you're live, was, but, but you're was, in different rooms or whatever. We were, we were, we were live, but our amps were all isolated in different rooms. So, right. but we were in the we were live with we were in the room with Travis as we were tracking everything. And yeah. then I did, you know, then I then I did overdub separate, and all. that's something we never did either. Like we never did like. Over, we never like worked on like the. We never had like the chance to like work on the production of our records. Like we just didn't have, either we didn't have the time. Like we had to put something out immediately, or the biggest one was we just didn't have the money. We didn't have the money to spend an extra time in the studio to do guitar overdubs to beef up the sound or do all these things. Like mm-hmm. it just didn't exist. It didn't exist for us back then. Yeah, yeah. Um- were were like when you're talking about like the time to do things was there a like did y'all ha like when you're setting up your releases and stuff were you cognizant of like oh we we are going on a tour so we want to have something new for that tour was that where some of that came from or was it just like cuz you're writing these songs like 3 or 4 a night you know, or whatever, and you want to get them out while they're hot, fresh, you know, in your, like... No, it was, it, it was the, the speed of the writing was to facilitate going on the road. I mean, that's, that was the only way we made any money was the more, the more, back then, the more releases, the more merch you had to sell, the more you made. And, you know, that's, that's, that's literally what it was, is we wanted to be, we wanted to be out on the road. We wanted to go and tour. And that was, that was the way to do, that was the way to afford to do it. Like we were able yeah. to, you know, having, having four or five different split seven inches, you know, whenever we went out, <laughs> you yeah. know, like I said, that, that's what afforded us to like rent a van and, you know, do and have hotel rooms and like do all the stuff that we that we had (laughs) yeah yeah for sure um so getting back to sort of the you know the other projects you're in like just um the there's there's Rebseki. so um i didn't I, i didn't like i remember the uh the blue like recording but i didn't remember the other recording where the vocals are in japanese Earth burglar, <laughs> right? What what's what's the story behind that? 
Well, the, the the story with the Japanese singing was Mike is Mike Dixon was a translator. He you know, he he grew up in the Mormon faith, and part of his mission work when he did went to go do his missionary work was in Japan, and everyone that like all the Mormons that went over and took part in that missionary work, they all came back fluent. In Japanese, okay, and that was a huge part of just his identity. Was you know he worked at like that's how he he went to college, and then during the during the summer months, like he would go and like be a translator, like auto dealer, like auto manufacturing uh, uh, facilities and stuff like that. Oh, okay. and he, yeah, he, you know, and that's and that's just what that's just what he did. And so you know, we we had wanted for a long time to do. You know, to incorporate, you know, his his Japanese into, you know, into the record, and, you know, and it was kind of a thing where there were a lot of like, it was kind of like the the opposite. There are a lot of bands like that are kind of like Japanese bands, and they they were singing in English at the time and having like a lot of like a lot of English titles like "Fuck on the Beach" and even "Melt Banana" and stuff like that. Like whether they would sing in English, you know, and but they were Japanese, and we wanted it to be the opposite where we were English and singing in Japanese. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. The, um, one of the other, oh, I had to write this in yellow, like good, good job me. Um, one of the other ones that I wasn't sure about is um, <clears throat> the Drago Miet. Were, were you involved in that? Or it's like the internet yes. is okay. I thought so, but I wasn't a hundred percent on who was involved with that because originally wasn't, I, like I think Travis played drums on the recording, right? But originally it was supposed to be somebody else. But like, is that is that right? Or he no Travis yeah Travis played drums in that band. Uh, we had Clark with Giles was the singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Dixon played keyboards. His brother played violin. Uh, I played guitar, and I think I can't remember. I think we had someone else in that band. I can't remember. <laughs> well, but, it's no but, wonder but that, the internet's not very useful as far as that goes. Then, because uh, well, because we we only did that. You know, we only we only put out that one set, that one seven inch, and we played two shows. One show, one show we played, and we were a death metal band. Like this, like we hadn't we hadn't even like decided on a style. We had just and again, it just came from improv where Clark was visiting us, we were like, man, we should do like a, like a death metal van, you know? And so we just went down in the basement and started writing songs. We did a, we performed at a show, you know, as that. And then after that, we're like, no, no, let's try and do something weirder. Let's do something weirder. And you know, that's what it turned into. And that's what it turned into. Yeah. Well, that's a great that's seven sort of inch. Like, that's, that's sort of <laughs> like, yeah, this, you know, and I, I always felt like Fax Arcana was kind of an offshoot of Drago Miet. Again, no one else kind of felt that way, but like, you know, that's that kind of like darker, more, it just to me was, it, it was kind of a departure from like hardcore, you know, but still was hardcore at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's really like, it's really like one of those seven inches that um, a lot of people uh, like are like, like that's one of the like sort of like white whales of like, how come 
there's not more of this, you know? Um, yeah, I, I, I've, I've gotten a few people asking me about it. And yeah. I, you know, I, I wish, I wish there could have been too. I actually, I wish we, I, the original files for that show, for that, uh, recording was still saved. I don't think any, I don't think Mike Dixon has it anymore because I'd love to remix it and, and re and repress that, that seven inch. Cause I, you know, I love it so much. And we tried, we tried to do, another record of that of that band that we did that we we got together for a weekend and, and we wrote we wrote an album uh of a brand new drago Miad album that had like something like eight like eight to ten songs and just sat on it, it had no vocals that was the we ne- we never had a chance to have clark come in and do vocals on it we sat on these songs for years and years and years and years and then about like I don't know, like maybe like 10 years ago, I was remembering those songs and going, God, those songs were so good. I it, it really deserves to come out. Like that was when I, you know, first like thought about ever doing anything myself was I'm like, maybe I should get that and just put out that Drago Miette record. And those songs, unfortunately, they were stored that tape because we recorded them on, on tape and, the the reels were stored at a storage area next to like an industrial magnet and it completely what? erased like all like all the songs like there's like a big huge like you can hear a portion of a song and then it's just a gap of silence and oh, then like a portion yeah. of a song and then a gap of silence. so they're just gone oh no yeah did you ever um <clears throat> did you ever try to um like go back with did you ever try to like, oh, I remember the one kind of went like this and try to uh, like figure out what you were doing, like guitar it's, it's wise? Just, it's just, yeah, it's just impossible. This, yeah, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I, the all, like all recordings of those songs are like gone at this point. I don't think, you know, if, if anyone has one, it's Mike Dixon and I haven't spoken to him in like 15 years. So yeah. I, you know, I, I have no idea if, if any even recordings of like the songs that we wrote even exist anymore. And they're so gone from my memory that, yeah, yeah there's, there's no getting, there's no getting those back. <laughs> there's been that, there's been that instance or two where I've had something like that happen. Like some of the dance and destroy songs that, we never got to record because, you know, the, with that cast of characters, it was just down, bound to, you know, implode, right? Sure. <laughs> um, so, like, it, you know, there would be those parts where I'd, I'd be like, oh, I remember this one part, like, went like this. And, and you sort of, like, try to rehash it, uh, you know, years later or you try to – and it's just not – it's never the same because, like, how could it live up to, like, what you were thinking at that time, right. you know, or that feeling? But, right. But, yeah, right, yeah. that's, that's – um, that's – <clears throat> that's too bad that that disappeared but um you know like i said great seven inch it's it's better to have one really killer seven inch than nothing at all to show for it um <laughs> exactly but um yeah so um you know we uh we covered pretty much you know everything as far as like um what you know has been going on and and um i i know that there's gonna be some stuff that y'all are gonna um announce pretty soon um but uh, obviously i'm not you know i'm gonna bl- blurt that out and and um or anything right. but um i and i don't know if you you can either like this will air relatively quickly after the conversation because oh, okay. we're trying to we're trying to t- say hey uh you know 
come see us play in Indianapolis, right? On uh, February. Oh, 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 we're definitely coming to see, yeah, we're definitely saying that because we have, uh, what is that? That's at Healer? Yeah, on right? the 3rd, February 3rd. On the th- Yeah, February 3rd at Healer. And that's going to be us and In Loving Memory and yeah. you guys, Como Regalia and uh-huh. Idiot, which we all love. Um, yeah. I'm and really Chickadee, I'm really, who I hope is huh? actually just, I hope Chickadee is. That, I, is I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I just, I didn't know how to pronounce that name. Yeah, that, I hope it's just four it? birds that just come out yeah, and do I a set. <laughs> but um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to butcher the name. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's just four birds that come out and they just do whatever for twenty minutes and right. like everyone, everyone is happy. But um. Yeah. But we, yeah, but but we have we have that uh, we have uh, at um, X. It's in uh, Wisconsin at uh, X Ray Arcade on mm-hmm. February first. We're playing with uh, Meth and Death Club and See You Next Tuesday. Uh, then we'll also be playing the very next night at Talia Hall in Chicago uh, with uh, the same lineup with Meth and See You Next Tuesday and Death Club. Uh, so we're really excited for that. Meth, meth is meth is probably one of the best live bands that I have seen in the last twenty years. I mean they 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 are incredible. <laughs> yeah, they they they've got the sauce, as they say. <laughs> yes, 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 they do. Um, they, they were nice. They were nice. They were nice enough to invite us along whenever. Uh, we went out with them for five days back in, uh, and what did we do? When was that? That was October in October. Yeah. We went out, we went out with them for five days and yeah. them and frail, and them and frail body. And it was, I mean, it was just, it was just amazing. Like one, it was amazing to see what the scene has evolved into mm-hmm. to see, you know, the see where I, where like everyone has taken the scene and how different it was, which was such a, because you have to understand, like I, after facts Arcana, that was it for me. I mean, I, I became a lighting designer. Right. I, I focused, I was focused all on career and then I started having kids and my, and then my, my kids became my focus. And so I, I really left the scene and I, I haven't been the last other than, this is true. Like other, other than those shows played back in October, I hadn't been to a show in probably a decade when I went and saw suffocation in Brooklyn. That was about it. Yeah. So was the last time that you saw, no, that couldn't have been the last time that you saw Justin was in the Greenbush basement. You must've played like bunches of shows out in California with. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We saw him. Yeah. We, we saw him a bunch then and they, but, they came, they came and stayed, they stayed at our house um, in Indianapolis too, a couple times. But it's been and, that long other than that since like you've seen uh, them and stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's wild. That's going to be a good time. Yeah, and it was and it was wild to be like with these like, you know, meth and frail body. These are like the young like up and comers and everything and like they're like on top of their game right now and like, you know, it was so you know, it was just so but it was so nice. Like there wasn't any judgment. There wasn't like, "Oh, look at these old look at these old guys. Look at, you know, it's so embarrassing. What are, what are they doing with us?" Like they were like so welcoming. And so cool to be around with, and like it was, it was really this. 
they made it such a comfortable and like amazing experience. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good to hear. Um, yeah, and I mean, um, you 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 said young guys, and they certainly you know the, the those bands are younger than us. But it's it's funny because they're not the youngest, you know. Like yeah, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're and the 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 folks that are out there right now doing you know things. Um, I mean, it, like it, it goes all the way back, you know, to when. Yeah. We were we talking before, with, we, like we, we we played with this band Olaf, yeah. And they those those guys are really young. They were phenomenal, by yeah. the way. Like just a phenomenal band. And it's yeah, like, it's just like what it, you were saying with like Teddy Duchamp, and you're like, this is where this is where we started. This is how we started. And but 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 everyone that started at the same age as we did are like way better than we were, you know. <laughs> like they've had the they've got like whatever kind of. Like they just took, they hit the ground running, right? Whereas, yeah, like, sure I had definitely some growing pains with my my first bands, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's the way that it goes, though. But um, yeah, um, so presuming that you can't actually say anything about uh your news, I'll just go ahead and say that we will also have news that I will not say anything about. So um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, February third. Yeah, we gotta wait. We gotta. We gotta wait a little. Not much longer. It's not. It's not gonna be too long. But we can't really announce what we're doing with the new stuff yet. Yeah, it, it is a bit of a. It's a bit of a surprise. It'll be a happy surprise. Uh, and I, I'd say I, I. I just. I'll say look. Look to March. Look to March, and then and all all should be revealed. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, uh, it was great catching up with you and chatting about um, old times and new times yet to come. Um, yeah, is there right anything on. else that we should cover before we take off, or was that were we pretty much good there? I don't think so. Just yeah, just come out to Healer, guys, February third. Come out and see us. Awesome. We're all excited. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that's the only show that we have booked for the year so far. So <laughs> come out and say hey. Um, <laughs> And that was my conversation with Don Kirkland. Thank you so much, Don, for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks to all of y'all for listening as well. Have you ever thought to yourself, hey, I'd love to host Everything Remade? Well, check out Everything Remade on Instagram to find out how you could do just that and help out a good cause as well. Go to at Everything Remade on Instagram for more details. Until next time, take care and do good things. <laughs>